And don't forget a pint of ice cream for better buddies. to Better Buddies. I'm your host, RJ, and with us this week, we have Calvin. Hello. And John. Hello. It's the uh, night before Thanksgiving, and all through the house, not a turkey was stirring, because they were all dead. You have to rhyme it. (laughs) Uh, It's free verse. Oh, okay. Free verse sucks. (laughs) Where's my iambic pentameter, RJ? Uh, yeah, come on, English Shakespeare. major. Or English teaching major. I, I, know, I was never very good at iambic pentameter. I wrote poetry for years straight, and I never actually learned to write any poetry. Our Better Buddies icebreaker this week is, what is the best Thanksgiving side dish? Mashed potatoes. I'm going to have to agree with mashed potatoes. Done. Oh, I'm, I was going to say stuffing. Nah. I didn't like stuffing until I was an adult. <laughs> I don't mind stuffing, but it's usually got, like, onion or something in it, and I'm not a fan of onion. I guess my question is, is it, like, box stuffing or homemade? Either. Mm. That's that's a good distinction. Because uh, I, I definitely prefer, if it's homemade stuffing, homemade is, like, stuffing is my go-to side dish, but if it's box stuffing, mashed potatoes all the way. I made mashed potatoes last year for our Thanksgiving dinner, and I found this recipe online that I, uh, and it sounded awesome, uh-huh. um, but it ended up being a, like, three-hour endeavor of me <laughs> making these mashed potatoes, because it was so involved. What did you have to do? I don't even remember, but it was, like, a whole thing, and, like, I had to, like, do a bunch of stuff where I think I was, like, I forget exactly, but I think I made, like, it wasn't a roux, but I made something that I blended then with the mashed potatoes, and I had to mash them all, and I mashed them all by hand, so they were super mashed, and then I made this um, crumb that I put on top that was with, like, uh, it was made with like chips and bread and all this stuff that you like baked in the oven with some like thyme and it was like a whole thing you cooked yeah no it was like like i said three hours for like some mashed potatoes which i I thought were good but not that great everyone else thought they were really good um they had lemon in them and i and i felt like i added too much lemon and that kind of ruined it for me, but everyone else enjoyed it. Ooh, lemon sounds good. See, and the, the trick I've learned to making very, very good mashed potatoes is throw an entire block of cream cheese in there. I'm not a fan of cream cheese. It just mixes it together, makes it real, like, it's got it can, real yeah. good consistency. And because it's cream cheese, there's, like, hardly any flavor addition. Yeah. What about you, John? Hey. What do you got? Uh, I, I was siding with mashed potatoes, although ironically I'm making um, stuffing for tomorrow. Nice. Good. <laughs> it's just going to be box stuffing, though, and I'm probably going to be the only one who eats it. That's but, fine. 
Gotta bring something. I thought you were on your own this Thanksgiving. Uh, I'm going over to my sister's. I'm not there making you go. a trip all the way to my parents. Fair enough. You guys are eating with your whole families, right? Or yeah. not whole families, but well, one of us lives with their parents still. So yeah, <laughs> he's gonna leave. Well, just like <laughs> we're technically leaving the house. Uh, but yeah, we're going to going to my aunt's house because. <sighs> No, like, I don't know. Between my extended family being paranoid about it and, like, being at home and being safe and all that stuff. Not paranoid, but, like, being very vigilant about the safety precautions and my family being equally safe. It's not like we're gonna have 500 people over. It's gonna be my family, grandparents, aunt and her two kids, so. Gotcha. Our next segment, Better Buddies Recommend, where we recommend a new piece of media for you to enjoy. Uh, would you guys like some time to think? No, I actually just thought of one. Excellent, by all means. Um, so I've been watching, this isn't my recommendation, but it kind of ties into it. I've been watching um, Godless, which is like a Netflix western. Mm. Um, but that So that kind of reminded me. Um, so I guess I would recommend Westerns as a whole, but most specifically, I think I'd recommend my favorite, which would be uh, Rio Bravo. It stars uh, Dean Martin, John Wayne, and is it Ricky Mill? Who is it? Not, no, I can't remember now. I got to look it up. Uh, Dean Martin. Yeah, it is Ricky Nelson. Okay. Yeah, Ricky Nelson. Um, it's a lot, it's a more lighthearted John Wayne film. Basically, he's the sheriff of the town Rio Bravo. Mm. And this, um, at the very opening, this guy like kills another man in a bar. And John Wayne like takes him into custody. And this dude's brother is like a super rich rancher, merchant kind of guy. Um, so he's like, his, his brother's like, well, I'm not going to let my, brother hang mm-hmm. uh so it's all about this kind of tension throughout the film of his between john wayne and the guy's brother trying to get his brother out of jail and it's really good cool. it's got a lot of humor in it uh like i said it's 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 serious but like it's it's a lot more light-hearted than a lot of other westerns can be yeah so i i really enjoy it it's probably my favorite john mm-hmm. wayne film what's the title again Rio Bravo. Cool. I need to watch more westerns. I haven't. I haven't seen. You should. Enough. You should watch uh, John Wayne. John Wayne's got some great films. I mean, he's kind of the classic. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. The only reference point I actually have for John Wayne is there was an old Scooby Doo episode that was on like a VHS tape I had. Where, in order to get Scooby to be brave, they encourage him to be, like, these various film actor and TV actors. And the one that finally works is John Wayne. Interesting. So, when I was younger, my only concept of John Wayne was, well, he must be a pretty brave person, but I don't know who he is. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny that uh, John Wayne got this kind of persona as the tough guy of, like, all-American dude in, like, Hollywood. 
But one of the main reasons he did that mm-hmm. is because all the actual tough guys went to fight in World War II, and he was the only one left. <laughs> That's rough. So there was a ton of like those actors and stuff. They went off to World War II, and John Wayne did not. I believe he couldn't. He was like classified 4F or something, or maybe not. But uh, Hollywood said, "Wait, leave us the last one in the barrel." <laughs> but I, I, I still I love John Wayne films. Yeah, I grew up watching those with my dad, and then also just westerns in general. Uh, like my dad still to this day pretty much every saturday is what we got on the tv is just westerns tv shows movies nice. they're all i love them all john do you have your uh recommendation yet or would you like me to go uh you can go all right i think i've recommended this as a whole before but i want to bring it up again because i've got some new episodes out uh the chef show by john favreau it's a netflix documentary series where John Favreau and Roy Choi, a food truck magnate, kind of hang out, cook some dishes, they'll go talk to other famous chefs of various culinary types, and learn from them. And it stemmed from the movie Chef, that John Favreau directed and acted in, where he did his research on uh, what on the culinary arts and actually like learned to cook from uh, Roy chef Roy being one of them of like, Hey, if you're going to make a fried egg, you need to be able to do this. And because of all the training Favreau went through chef is noted in the uh, chef community as being like, or the culinary community as being like, Hey, this is probably one of the most accurate film representations of the culinary arts, but not Ratatouille. <laughs> please they can't let that secret out <laughs> everybody has a rat controlling them you don't I'm not good at cooking so that that must be why <laughs> fair uh, but the episode I watched today that made me go oh I should recommend this again they're in their latest batch of episodes they do s- some pasta dishes and it's just John Favreau and Chef Roy uh, in their like set kitchen making spaghetti and meatballs. They make a meatball lasagna. They make a like a, just an artichoke appetizer thing. And in listening to them talk Chef Roy would say something about like, oh, culinary uh, your sous chef would do this. And Favreau would be, respond with like, oh, that's like in the movies your, uh, your assistant director would do this. Or blah blah blah. And I was really struck by not only is the show about cooking, but it's also about, like, professionalism. And the, or at least, like, the comparison between uh, culinary arts and film arts and how those things were, like, parallel in certain ways really struck me as being a good, maybe not good, but an interesting take on the ideas of professionalism and uh, working environments. Hmm. Sounds interesting. Yeah, I... I'm not gonna say it's, like, the most engaging way to engage with the show, but uh, the show itself is really good background noise if you want that. Uh, John, do you have... Do you have a recommendation? Um... I, I guess I'm just gonna pull one out. That's um, fine. 
I haven't watched them in a while, but it's getting cold out again, and you know, you want the, the warm, cozy feeling, watch up, or bundle up, watch something calming. Uh, put some Bob Ross on the TV, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's that time of year again, you know? Cuddle up with a blanket and some hot cocoa and watch the master paint for 20 minutes at a time. <laughs> <clears throat> that gave me the idea of, like, if if I could get it set up, get, like, my easy chair pulled around to my desk, my easy chair, get the room's easy chair pulled around to my desk, set up the Netflix, like, fireplace on my bottom monitor and Bob Ross on the top. Perfect, Perfect afternoon. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the coziest you could get. Mm-hmm. Kind of, kind of a tangent off the Bob Ross. Are you are you done with that? I don't yeah. know. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Uh, kind of, yeah, so kind of a tangent off that. Do you guys ever get into uh, ASMR? No. no. It was... I never really tried it. But it always was one of those things where... I, actually, no, I think I tried it, like, once. And I just didn't get anything from it. What did you try? I don't remember. Because it's it's very broad, and it's kind of whatever you want it to be. Um, I I enjoy it. I, I enjoy some very specific ones. Um, there's a lot of weird stuff in yeah. ASMR. Uh, not really in for that whole role-playing stuff that some of it goes into. That's a little much for me. Uh, but I don't know. I think it's fascinating how some of that stuff works and the idea of it. Because I'm not wholly convinced that it didn't exist before it existed. Like, it kind of created itself kind of thing. Yeah, if I understand what ASMR is, and I don't know that I do, it's that, like, tingling feeling of getting your nerves, like, kind of going down your spine. Yeah, your- um, so, I, I, yeah, it's kind of unique for everyone else, um, for everyone as well, your kind of response to it. Um, for me, at least what I associate with it is kind of that it's, it's kind of like you're saying the tingling, but it's not like it, 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 it's, it's, it's like getting goosebumps or the hair stands up on the back of your neck, but it's in not like a bad way. Yeah. Um, it's not like you're cold. It's not like you're scared or something like that. Um, for me, it honestly feels like the skin on my head kind of just like tightens and then it it feels like a wave that travels down my back and then down my arms and it's like super just relaxing and it kind of gets you into this like mind i don't know at least for me it kind of just gets me into a lot calmer of a mindset yeah i in that case i have experienced it but it's very rare musical triggers Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get it from I get it from music a lot, spe- uh, very specific songs and stuff. Um, I'll get it from music. Um, sometimes I there was some visual stuff, but typically for me, it's auditory. I never realized there was like a a physical response to it. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that was a component of it. I always thought it was just like pleasant sounds to help you focus or something. No, it is kind of that physical response. I don't know how much is physical or the kind of psychological in that you think a physical response is happening. Um, that I would be interested to see if you could detect an actual physical like response to it or if you're just in your mind, you're, you're imagining these, this physical response. Um, either way, 
that's what it is to me. And I know a lot of people, it can vary slightly. Um, it varies greatly on your triggers. It varies. And then also your kind of response to it. But I would, I would, I would suggest giving it a shot. Um, I think everyone should at least look into some of it. Cause it can, like I said, it can, it, for me, it gets me into a kind of like a calmer mindset. And there's some good videos out there where they, uh, they just walk through, like, it's like, it'll be like a 30 minute video, but they just walk through like 50 different triggers. Hmm. And then you can just find the one that works for you. And then you can find more videos based on that. Oh, that's neat. Cause I actually experienced it the other day. Uh, I was re-listening to the end of the Adventure Zone balance campaign and uh, the DM writes all the music for the show and right near the end, it's this big emotional ending with a lot of big emotional music, but I, f- like, I could feel it trigger at one point during the ending. It was like, oh, that that's that tingle feeling. Okay. <laughs> And you you said this like a, you just like Google this video, ASMR triggers? Yeah, I mean, if you go to YouTube, there's so many. There's so many that, uh, that'll that just pop up. Let me see. Um, but if you just search like ASMR. Because I know there was a thing for a little while where it was like ASMR food. Or like they'd go get a McDonald's meal and like crinkle a paper near the mic. Yeah, there's some people that get triggered by the sound of eating. Uh, that makes me want to put my fist through a monitor. So yeah. that is not me. Uh, That's no, for me, it, sometimes the crinkles will get it, but I, I find they tend to be a little too harsh. I like tapping, though. Ooh. I don't know what it is with tapping and then sometimes some scratching. Again, it's the sound, though. I don't know what it is. I wonder if that's the same. So have you ever, guys ever had that thing where, like, certain fabrics or materials, like, if you scratch your nails on it the wrong way, it triggers? It hurts. Yeah. But not in, like, a physical in your fingertips. It's, like, a hurt. Just, like, I don't know. Yes. Like, that? You, like, you just clench up and you're like, oh, no, don't. Stop. Bad. Yes. Kind of nails on chalkboard esque. For the longest time, the couch, one of the couches we had was made out of material like that, where like every time I'd move my hand the wrong way, I'd just be like, oh, no. Yeah. I wonder if that's, the, if that's a similar neurological response. I, I, I probably. It's like the anti ASMR. A <laughs> ASMR. Well, I guess it would be just ASMR. It's just a unfavorable one. <laughs> ASMR. More like hey, that's... more like ASMR. Yeah, Scott. I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to talk about ska bands? I do not want to talk about ska bands. Good because I don't know anything about ska bands. I think the only ska song I actually know is the impression that I get by the Mighty Mighty Boss tones that we played in jazz band. The closest I have ever gotten to ska is in physics class. Myself and two other students, Luke and Brian. They, uh, I could I could say those names because Luke was on the show and Brian is in the band that does our theme song. Uh, we created this entire little like IP of Death Lemon City. 
Death Lemon City was going to be our ska band, and Death Lemon City was the home of Death Lemon, and he would fight the All-Seeing Eye, who is the younger brother of the All-Seeing Eye. Uh, Just one L shorter? Yes. <laughs> he could only see Al's, and he rode a bicycle. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. I don't want to know what that is. It's a bicycle. Oh, is that all it is? Yeah. It's that's some, like, grotesque human with two wheels on it? That's no. Right okay, good. No, we just put the emphasis on the owl on a bunch of words. It was dumb. <laughs> it was so fun. Uh, high school. How do you guys feel about, like, the whole high school being the best days of your life thing? False. Yeah, I don't think it was the best days of my life kind of thing. I definitely was, like, when I was in high school, I was like, oh, I'm never gonna, like, why would you like miss this and i still feel that way to an extent um honestly the only thing i miss about it was just the lack of responsibility just and like you don't have to do anything and like and like eight hours of school is somehow just easier than it's easier and well it's just different than eight hours nine hours of work every day yeah i don't know i there are parts I miss, because, like, senior year was pretty cool. Uh, James and I spent a year in AP Bio being the, uh, um, oh, what's the words I want? The, um, not comedic interest, but, like, the, um... Uh-oh. Like, <laughs> yeah, didn't you guys, like, burn something or set something on fire? No, no that was chemistry. That was chemistry. Oh, that was chemistry. But that was still you two, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but we weren't the only ones at the table, and nobody... It was James? It was James. a pair of rubber tongs. That's what it was. <laughs> there was... I think it was myself, James, and somebody else was there, and... It's, nah, it was James. James's fault. He'll come defend himself later. Because I definitely didn't hand them to him. Audience, <laughs> let us know if you think it was probably James's fault. <laughs> it was probably James's fault. Comic John, relief. were you in my... Oh, sorry, OJ. Oh, so I was just gonna say the words I wanted were comic relief. James and I were the uh, Chris Traeger and Ben Wyatt of AP Bio. Gotcha. Uh, I made John... that far into Parks and Rec. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> Calvin, you were gonna say, uh, Jen, were you in my chemistry lab that we would finish our lab like 15 minutes before everyone else, so we would just sit there playing like the boxes game on our whiteboard? I think we were partners. Were we lab partners? I don't remember. At least for part of it. Yeah. I don't remember playing the box game. <laughs> I that's how I remember spending most of the labs in high school cuz like we would finish with so much extra time and we would just and we cuz we all had little whiteboards that we had to pick up cuz we would yeah, and yeah. we would just play the boxes game. Our our chemistry class was either it, well, I mean, it was we were in honors chem, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. It, either our chemistry class was like advanced, or the chemistry class I took in university was decidedly not, because first semester chem was basically a rehash of everything we did in high school chemistry. Like, I don't think I learned anything first semester chem yeah. in college that I didn't already know from high school chemistry and it kind of baffled me that 
at the time that like there were so many people that were like didn't like already have this knowledge because so I don't know if that was just our chemistry class was advanced or what. Well, I mean, it might have been the first time that any of those people were taking a chemistry class. That's fair. I guess I shouldn't assume people just had to take high school chem. I remember having almost no clue what was happening in our chemistry class. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> I I don't... Yeah, that was the other thing. Everyone always talked about how much it sucked. I don't have any bad memories of high school chem. I, I have barely any memories about high school chem, to be honest. Well, same, but I think that's a different thing. <laughs> All I remember is cations are positive. Positive. Yeah, exactly. I my only real That's all you memory, need to know. <laughs> my only real memory of it is there was like one time where it was like, oh, it's right before a test. And it was like, oh, here's a bunch of problems to go like study with and go on the whiteboards and go do it. I was like, that's a waste of time. Why don't I just do the homework? That'll 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 teach me the same stuff. And I, yep. I just said I was sitting there working on it because I was like, okay, this is I need to do this. And yeah. I'm in a busy schedule because like sports and stuff. Let me do the let me do the practice that's gonna actually like benefit me overall. And she's like, "No, you gotta go do the whiteboard stuff." It's like, all right, fine. I remember having a study hall before chem and putting off doing my lab notebook until the study hall before class. Good every time. And she was she was like a stickler for those. That's the that's the other thing that I found hilarious. Like you had to like we in our chem like notebooks lab notebooks we had a very specific format we had to follow you had to like title it you had to have like a paragraph intro that explains the like a whole experiment what you're in like we did this whole massive write-up we had to do for our chem notebooks and then when i took chem in university like we had lab notebooks and when I got in, I was like, oh, man, this is going to suck. We're, we're going to have to do the same thing. It's going to be like this whole write-up. So I start doing that for my labs. And then I realized that nobody else was doing that and that the person or our, uh, the, like, TA for our lab just kind of, like, looked at it and was like, eh, good enough. And I was <laughs> like, what? <the> <laughs> I was like, high school chemistry was harder than this class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I vaguely remember that writing note style because a psych class I took later did one very similar. But the difference was the professor there was like, hey, here's a note style writing that I really like and I think works really well. I, I just ask you use it at first and give it an honest shot. And... I gave it a try. It was okay. I, I won't go back to my usual note style. Can, speaking of dumb science things, um, AP Bio might have been one of the easiest AP classes ever. I heard horror stories about that test, though. Oh, no, no. Um, the AP Bio practice test... We did a practice one, but I misunderstood and thought we were just doing the multiple choice and then we would do the short answer ones. And I still got like a three. Oh, well, that's kind of the, th that's kind of the thing though with AP tests, like, because I, I suck at essay writing. I've just yeah. never been good at it. 
And AP English, I got a four on the AP exam, and I never scored higher than, I think, a two on my essays. Yeah. Like, I AP Bio, I walked in. I managed to convince James to take the test because of that. <laughs> yeah. You, <laughs> if you could ace the multiple choice on AP exams, you were usually pretty okay. Saved me from having to take a lab class in college. I had to take so many lab classes in college. I lucked out. My science credit was, like, so easy. (laughs) I, which was annoying for, like, a C, like, I was already science, because computer science. Granted, it's kind of different. It's more just math. Still a natural science. Still considered a science. (laughs) I would call that artificial science. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, I, at my first school, like, I had to take, uh... I'm trying to. Th- I'm trying to remember. I I had to take like a certain number of. I had to like take a certain number of lab science credits, and then I had to take a two part lab, like back to back science course of either like physics, chem, or bio. And then when I transferred, I didn't need to take like the general science, but I still needed to do like a back to back science class. So I still had to take either two semesters of chem, physics, or bio. Oh. So I ended up taking like. Astron- I took it as an astronomy where we had a lab for the astronomy. That was actually a lot of fun. Is that um, because you were a computer science major? I don't know. I really don't know because um, I my, there was like at the school we graduated from, RJ, we had like multiple CS degrees and like you could either take the one that you had to take a minor or you could do the like comprehensive one, which is what I did, in which case you didn't need a minor, but you took more classes and I'm pretty sure that one was the only one that required science for some reason, hmm. because the others, because I was like one of the only people that I know of in the CS department that was taking the full on comprehensive major. Everyone else was taking a major and minor. Uh, and like nobody else had to take a two part lab. So I was in chem two and the professor was trying to help us get chemistry internships and i was like i'm a cs student i'm just like i don't know why i'm here everyone else is like pre-med or just chemistry uh, like majors yeah i was i was a english ed major and i had to take exactly two science classes one lab and one not a lab and AP Bio counted for my lab, so I had to take a single science course my freshman year about rocks. To geology. Rocks for jocks. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> I I wanted to take the 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 geology course that would have counted for one of my cor- my classes, but I didn't need it, so I didn't want to take an extra class. But it was like a level three hundred geology course that was just called dinosaurs. <laughs> It sounds like it would be fun until I remembered that, like, you probably have to memorize a bunch of dinosaurs. Oh, I'm sure it would have been so difficult, like, having to memorize eras and, oh, like, God. which dinosaurs were in different eras and the time frames for those eras. I'm sure it would have sucked, but dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. Dinosaurs. Um, I had to take environment and society for my science credit, so there was no lab, really. Uh, we went on three field trips. I think that's uh, a college course. field trip. And it was a lot of the stuff we learned in um, AP U.S. history, actually. Really? Anyway, what? 
I don't. I knew a lot of the stuff in the class somehow, but I don't really know how. Like, what was it? Well, there was like the whole bit on DDT and Silent Spring. Okay. Which we covered in a- APUS. And which we covered again our senior year in Akadak. Oh, that's probably how I knew most of it, actually. Yeah, actually, I think it was, because it wasn't our... What, what was our academic was on, like, sustainability and energy. That's yeah. what I thought it that's was, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for solving that mystery for me. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm such a good detective, I solved a four-year-old mystery. Hey, cold case, you know? There we go. Got him again, Chief. <laughs> uh, I put up my badge and gun, but uh, I'm gonna need it back. <laughs> Reinstated. You're back on the force. Um, we should probably get to um, advice, though, because we advice missed it last week. Yeah. <laughs> we've been we've been pretty lax on the advice. We've been we've been like the uh, the monks of old, where our teachings and wisdom must be deciphered through our parables. Yeah. So um, exactly. chemistry, right? <laughs> yeah, um, it sucks. <laughs> there you go. You can't be that direct with it, Calvin. Uh, Calvin's Am I though? That's the question. Ooh, ooh. To is the real some... lesson about growth through adversity? You may never know. <laughs> Chemistry is like the black hole sucking all inward, and we must eternally struggle towards the greatness that is the light. Uh, for some real advice, though. <laughs> Sorry, oh, for some lost. imaginary <laughs> advice. Uh, better buddies recommend where is previous segment this segment is how to be a better buddy i was reading the wrong line uh where we give some humorous and some quote-unquote real advice and the oh first... you know the teleprompter's off uh, sorry me... <laughs> yeah hang on let me yell at kevin kyle uh our first scenario i got my friend a gift and i want it back but they lost it a while ago with moving can i call the police on them question mark I mean, you can, but should you? <laughs> the police won't do anything, but you can call them. They'll arrest them for being a bad friend. <laughs> Just make sure you call the non-emergency line, because uh, you've been—you sounds like you've been waiting on this. You can wait another. You can wait a little bit longer. RJ, this is clearly an emergency. Oh dang! Well, hang on. Let me call the rescue heroes. <laughs> you can take them. You can take them to small claims court. Maybe you can get in front of Judge Judy. True. Oh, there you go. Get famous. That is some action. Then you get I, I do want to address the first half of this question, though. Oh, uh, I got my friend a gift and I want it back? Yeah. Like, um, was it actually a gift? Because if it was, you have no right to have it back. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you lent it to them with the expectation they would give it back, then yeah, you have a legitimate grievance here. But, uh... But if you said, that's... here's a gift... So, yeah, there's no reason to ever, I think, ask back for a gift, because then it wasn't a gift. It was a, a loan in disguise. Yeah. Have you ever done that? Like, given something to someone, but then wanted it back? I feel like I've had to do that at least a few times in my life. Um, yeah, I gave James money, and he still hasn't given it back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor James. Um, you still have the total on a board somewhere? No, I, I I knew that I knew that was that was a lost cause. So I'm not okay. tracking it down. I'm just gonna hold it over his head for the rest of his life. We should get that email bot back up to uh, remind him gently <laughs> every morning at six in the morning. Is this what an indentured friendship is? 
Maybe. Sure. <laughs> there, are, there are a couple things I've given away that I've been like, mm, maybe I shouldn't have. But it's never been anything like life-changing. So whenever it comes up, I'm just like, eh. I didn't need it that badly. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's usually just stuff. You exactly. Know? Everybody knows the real problem is the money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Money and sentiment. Our next question. Is it rude to eat beans in front of your friends? Further yes. details. Incredibly. What? <laughs> Incredibly. <laughs> that is the biggest faux pas of our generation, you know? Well, I, I want to make sure you have all the information. Uh, further details. Like in a restaurant, I'm afraid of farting and my friends and other people are there just laughing or spreading rumors about me. Am I overdramatic or does someone else have this problem? Nah, you're overdramatic. You're overanalyzing it. Now, if they're overanalyzing it, is it also still rude? To eat beans? No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no. I, uh... Like, I understand the sentiment for spreading rumors about the person. Like, I I understand having that fear, but looking back, just, it seems very irrational, you know? Like, people fart. Yeah. <laughs> Big whoop. <laughs> They're not you gonna know, spread rumors about you. <laughs> actually, that's not true. No? Uh, depending on your age. Because I distinctly remember there was a very, very brief period when we were like seven where I had the unfortunate nickname of Artsy Fartsy. <laughs> um, it was a big deal as a seven-year-old because as a seven-year-old, I couldn't like get it to, as, as nicknames tend to do when you're children and being yeah. children to each other, I couldn't get it to unstick until everybody forgot about it. Way to bring it up again. And it's dead and gone. No one's, <laughs> no that's one's you left think. to no one's You've left revived to it. <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like that's a different case if you're like... Seven? A, yeah, as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this person's most likely not a kid. Well, I feel like that could definitely be a teenager with... Yeah, but... One of the same concerns. That's fair, I guess. Uh, that, that's why I said, like, looking back on it. Like, yeah... Kids so are sliding scale, <laughs> sliding scale from younger to older, it is less rude the older you get. <laughs> I mean, it's never really rude. Old. It's just whether the people around you are rude. Yes. There we go. So don't be afraid to eat your beans. And, they're one uh, of the four main food groups. If they spread rumors about you for eating beans and farting, they're not your friends anyway. There. Perfect. <laughs> uh... Is it possible to talk about your friends behind their backs in a positive way? Physically? Yeah, I was going to say, if, they're, if they turn around, if yeah. they're standing in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try it right now. I think James is a very creative person. You don't know. He could be facing you right now. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, does it count if it's behind his back if he then listens to the podcast? Oh no! Oh. Well, hmm. Calvin, turn off your ears. <laughs> <laughs> Server, deafen. 
Um, I mean, I suppose yes. I'm inclined to say yes, because there have definitely been some instances where, like, I've been hanging out with, like, I'll hang out with Alex, and there have been a couple of times where I was like, man, we haven't hung out with, like, Skyler in forever. We should, he's such a good dude, we should hang out with him. I don't think that's talking behind someone's back, though. I feel like talking behind someone's back imply, it has, like, a, an implied negative context to it. Mm. That's just, like, talking about a friend. That's fair. Yeah, behind one's back is always, like, so associated with the negative implications of the statement, you know? So if you, like, interpret it that way, then I guess no. Yeah. But if you're just talking about your friend in a positive light, and you think that counts, then, yeah, you can talk about your friends in a positive light to someone else. <laughs> I wasn't stopping you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, like that, I like that idea, that, that answer of, if you're talking about them in a positive way, it's not behind their back. So it's impossible to talk about <laughs> about your friend behind their back. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Our next two questions are a little related. I don't know if they're from the same event, though. Uh, the first question is, if I were to get COVID from attending my friend's wedding, do I have the right to be mad at them and not forgive them? No. You put yourself in that position. You got COVID. Congrats. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're the one that chose to go to a mass gathering. Uh, it, it's now on you. Now, if your friend walks up to you, coughs in your face, and walks away, that's a little different. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm just picturing, like, they're all seated, they're all, like, spaced out, and the bride and groom each walk down the aisle going, <clears throat> We will now begin the <clears throat> cough circle. Yeah, I mean, you... You made a poor choice there, bucko, like... I mean, yeah, you don't want to miss your friend's wedding, but, like, at the end of the day, you gotta take responsibility for your own health, you know? Yeah. And you get COVID, you get COVID. That's on you. <laughs> yep. And the next question is, what's the best response when someone knocks on the bathroom door when you're using it? With the further details of... I was at a friend's wedding this weekend, small, COVID safe, and the parents only had one restroom available. While using it, I had three separate knocks on the door. I wasn't even in there that long. I stuck with a, someone's in here, but I'm wondering what other options are out there. Help! Um, I like to go with a good guttural shriek to let people know I'm in there. <laughs> and then I usually follow up with an occupied. Yeah, I feel like Occupy is just kind of the safe. <laughs> I think I broke our <laughs> I just love the guttural shriek thing of like, all the, all the doors closed. Let, let me just let me just knock politely. Da, da, da. <laughs> I hope that'll get their attention. Oh, okay, somebody's in there. Like a chest burster just came out of one. <laughs> Yeah, that could backfire. That could make them think you're distressed and then break down the door. <laughs> mm. And then you say occupied to let them know that they that once they're inside, like, oh no, sorry. I'm just oh, using the restroom. <laughs> uh. I don't know why anyone would use anything other than occupied. Like, it's just quick, to the point, no extra information is conveyed, and the conversation isn't dragged out any longer than it has to be. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, other favorites are Go Away. Um, <laughs> I'm pooping here. And, uh, I mean, someone's in here works too. You can stick with that if you want to. I'm just imagining that I'm pooping here, like the, the taxi scene. Like, hey, hey I'm pooping here. <laughs> I'm pooping here. <laughs> so, if I were to rank my top five, it would be Shriek. I'm pooping here. Um, occupied. Someone's in here, and then dead silence. Now, I, I want to ask, what about um, fixing the pipes? <laughs> that one's a good one, too. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, glad you were being COVID safe. And uh, you're, you're good, my dude. There's How much variety do you need to say, please go away? Please go away. I'm just trying to use the toilet, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's a thing, though, isn't it? Like, people, Some people oh, are, like, totally. actually, like... Neuro, like I don't know if it's a neurological thing or a psychological thing or what, but they they need sol- like complete and utter solitary, not even like anybody around in like a public bathroom. Hmm. True. So yeah, uh, guttural shriek. Go with that one. Just just start that playing way. some ASMR out of your phone speakers. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> That's gotta be the worst thing in the world when you're like in a make like a public bathroom and you're sitting there doing your thing and you hear someone else using the bathroom and you feel the tingle go down your spine and you're just like, oh, oh no. no. Oh no. <laughs> okay, maybe don't do that. <laughs> but you can't help it. No no no, like don't play SMR just in case some random bystander gets the tingle. You know? Oh, uh, becomes like a Pavlov association? Oh no, I don't want to go down this road, Archie. <laughs> we're, we're standing at the foot of the road and we're, we're boarding it up. Okay. Let's 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 put up a, a out-of-order sign on this road. It bridges out. We're not going down that way. <laughs> I want no part in this journey. We're taking the eagles to Mordor. Okay, well, now that we've talked about a bathroom for the last ten minutes, um, <laughs> what are we doing next? Well, I was gonna, I was gonna quick bring up, circle back to Bob Ross. Did you guys, Kelvin? This is more for you, because John, you're not big into magic, and we're not big, but we're a little bit more into it than you are. Apparently, I'm they're doing magic. some. Uh... I am. I'm probably about as equally into magic <laughs> as Kelvin is, to be honest. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> I had uh, a sliver deck. Fair. They were all not tournament legal because they were completely broken. <laughs> oh, that magic! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that was the best. Are there doing I some know what magic we were talking about. There's no change though. The uh, they're apparently going to do some Bob Ross landscape uh, land cards. Oh, oh nice! Yeah, what? that's amazing. I just thought that was pretty neat. Might have to buy it. That's pretty neat. That's pretty neat. It's it's neat. That's my other buddies recommend. What? Go watch the nature video. (laughs) Watch that once. (laughs) Well, that's not pretty neat. You better go watch it again. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's just it's just so neat. It's interesting how neat that is. <laughs> <laughs> That's your homework this week, viewers. Give thanks and watch Nietzsche. And get, uh, share the episodes so we can get one up to 100 downloads. Woo! So we can do a gum review. I think that's still the goal, right? Oh, that, that is definitely still the goal. Okay. Should we... What is the best type of gum? Um... Like, should we be should we be aiming more for, like... Bubble tried tape. It? A bubble tape. Ooh. Oh, no. Big League Chew. Big really? League Chew. The grape. The grape... What is it? It's like... Uh, the, I don't remember what it is, but the Big League Chew grape is the best. Spoiling the gum review, Calvin. Well, we no. have, we got to save this for. <laughs> we got to figure spoiler. out what our contenders are, you know, because Calvin's putting forward Big League Chew Grape. There John are Gruden. no other contenders. That is the champion. <laughs> that is the gum. <laughs> John suggested Juicy Fruit, which is a classic contender. Never likes Juicy Fruit. I don't. I don't know what my stance is on Juicy Fruit these days. I haven't had a stick in many years. I'm personally a little biased towards Bazooka Joe, Bazooka Bubblegum, because they got those little comics. Do you remember that gum that came in a little tin container that looked like band? It was like a band aid container. Yes. And it was like three different fruity flavors. They don't have that anymore. No, I. That was of the same that. era when there was uh, nose candy. It was a rubber nose with candy inside. Uh, let me see if I... Oh, I found it! Ouch gum! Yeah. There it is! Oh my god. Strawberry, watermelon, and grape. Yeah. Oh, it's Hubba Bubba. Oh! Maybe it wasn't... It it might not have always. It looks like there was an older version that might not have been Hubba Bubba. Fruit art flavor. Yeah, it looks like it might not have originally been Hubba Bubba, but the tin I remember is the Hubba Bubba one. Okay. So I've just had a question come to mind. Is, like, the Trident fruit gum just, like, kids gum, but packaged for adults? No. The heck is a Bubba jug? Oh, it was a plastic jug full of gum. Adults shake and chug. They can enjoy what? fruity things, but it's like, you can't go to the candy aisle and pick up the pack of Hubba Bubba, because that's not adult-like. But if you pick Maybe up Trident, you you're freshening your I life. can. I'll pick up Hubba Bubba. If I pick up gum, I pick up, like, that stuff. That's what I still pick up. Oh, no, I'm not sure. I'll pick up gum. five. I usually pick up five. How it feels right. to chew five Ah, uh, yes. Gum for tea. Gunner old preaching. There's some good memes of that commercial where yeah. it'll be like how it feels to chew five gum, and then there's that clip of that like guy that runs and jumps through a door and breaks through the top half. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh my god, five is the axe body spray of gum. Dude, it totally is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I'm it's, never getting that out of my house. They used to have like a truth or dare thing on the wrappers. I don't know if they still do. Guess we're gonna have to buy some five gum. This podcast not sponsored by five gum. This podcast <laughs> sponsored by the gum industry. Yes. Oh, it's the night before Thanksgiving. 
It's Thanksgiving Eve. You already took this bit. I, no, I, I did it that all bit. through the house. Not a turkey was stirring because they were dead. Not even a grouse. Not even Ooh. a grouse. Ooh. Ooh, I have been. I I I must go into a hermitage and uh study to regain my poetry skills. I am. I have been thoroughly shamed. Uh, this is this is over. This is the end. I quit. <laughs> this is how it ends. Not with a bang, but with Calvin doing some dope poetry. Turkey stuffing. Thanks for joining this week, fellas. It's, uh, it's good of you. Thank you to the band Problem of Interest for letting us use their song Living in the Moment off the album Cross Off Yesterday on iTunes and Spotify. Our show, Better Buddies, is on iTunes and Spotify. Find us, subscribe to us, like us, do whatever you have to. Uh, leave reviews, etc. All the good stuff. Uh, you can also find our social medias. We're on Facebook, Better Buddies. We're on Twitter, at Better Budcast. Use the hashtag Better Buddies when tweeting about the show. And we have an email, betterbuddiescast at gmail.com. You can send us fan mail, hate mail, suggestions, uh, questions you need answered, declarations of love and war. Funny stories about your high school chemistry class. Funny stories about high school chemistry class, fan art, hate art. Um, your, your response when you're on the pot at somebody's house and somebody knocks on the door. Anything at all. <laughs> uh, and let us know on social media what your favorite Thanksgiving side dish is. And last but not least, be a better buddy. I was uh, going to spike my cider, but I don't have any bourbon. Mm. I'm actually out of alcohol. The only alcohol I have is the start of my infinity bottle, and I don't want to use that quite yet. Infinity bottle? Yeah, you pour the last shot or two of your bottle of whiskey when you finish it into another bottle, and you just keep building it up. So you kind of start blending your own whiskey. Oh. You got to be careful because you can, if you get a whiskey that's a little too strong, you can overpower your bottle. So mine's still pretty young. It's only got like three or four shots in it because I only just started doing it. So I want to build it up first before I start trying it. <laughs>